The Business of Cleaning, the podcast that brings cleaning industry expertise straight to your ears. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to The Business of Cleaning. My name is Haley Morris. I'm your host. And today we're going to go ahead and jump right in and I'm going to let my guests introduce themselves. So if you guys don't mind. Sure. Um, I'm Zach and this is Dan. We're with uh, Aegis Global. Um, our background's in the medical industry. So I, I was uh, in the medical sales industry where I sold medical equipment, including uh, you know medical sanitization equipment. And Dan has ran an integrative clinic for a long Close time years. now. <laughs> and so we accidentally uh, got into the cleaning space. And, and so here we are, and we're excited to talk to you about uh, some of the things that we've been, uh, that, that we've been working on. You guys are very familiar with like health and safety. Um, I'm very curious on what your thoughts were when everything changed like last year, just because, you know, from an everyday perspective, we went remote in like a matter of hours. We had an email Sunday night or so that's like, Hey, go ahead and get your stuff. We're taking our software. We're going home. And then everybody was out by, by noon. So um, I'm wondering from your guys is being in like that health and safety space, how it was seeing the changes that were occurring. Cause obviously like going home probably looked a little different for you guys. Well, it, it did. And even uh, clinic wise and people coming in just for your normal uh, type of uh, uh, illnesses or sickness or whatever, uh, it, everything kind of stopped. The world kind of stopped there for a bit. And uh, there was a, a big um, fear and what worry and wonder what's going on. Uh, a little background about us in this medical space. We've been doing a lot of uh, supplements and other things as far as um, uh, products and education for doctors and for other uh, uh, clinics uh, around the country on different things. Um, some of it's in hemp and some of it's in, in other, uh, other areas uh, as far as stem cells and things, just on, on really health and wellness. And when it came to all these things and everyone packing up and leaving, hey, we don't know what's happening on the surface. We don't know what's happening with cleaning, uh, what's going to kill this, this thing that's out there. Um, and there was just a lot of fear. We didn't know. Um, interestingly enough, we had done a lot of testing on other products for efficacy. And our first thing that we came up with is, you know, the big thing that they were pushing at the time, because really uh, they didn't really know a lot. And so we're just going to push cleaning products, alcohol, we're going to put all these other things that are out there and, and uh, just try and kill this virus. Um, the first thing that we did is in our medical space, we're like, my partner and I were like, We've been integrated medicine for a long time as far as in teaching and training. We knew that using a lot of these products that we were talking about in a respiratory environment are going to actually be more damaging for those that are cleaning. We're spraying, we're breathing. Uh, they're all toxic. And the first thing our, our thought was, is like, well, are these things going to kill this, this virus that's out there right now? We actually went to the point of back in March, right when it started coming out and everything started happening, we were able to purchase the, the SARS-CoV-2 virus known in body as COVID-19. And we started testing on, on products way back when. And interestingly enough, what we had found was actually astonishing that uh, you know, alcohol only killed about 38% of the virus on surface and had regrowth within hours. And so a lot of these things that we're spraying, we're spraying, we're breathing them in, and we're actually causing more respiratory injury when we're having a respiratory virus that's happening. 
And so we knew that these toxic environments were going to build up on surface, build up in use. Um, people spraying, even breathing through a mask was going to cause, uh, exacerbate the, you know, the problem with the lungs and with our, our breathing. So that's what we did. We tested a lot of different products, um, silver, hydrogen peroxide. We, we did a, a whole bunch of uh, products and, and, uh, and things to see how well they killed the virus. And this is where we kind of came up with our own product that we're using in cleaning that we found, guess what, killed 99.99% of the virus within minutes. Also, we, we got a, a lot of feedback from a lot of the practitioners that we work with. Um, a lot of increases in alcohol poisonings and bleach poisonings, not from oral consumption, but from using on the hands and that kind of stuff. And so we wanted to find a solution that was efficacious, completely safe and non-toxic. So that, that was also another part of our motivation to, to really dig in and, and do, do the research. Well, I know that's a, a big concern with like anything. If we go back in history, you know, we'd have lead paint and all this other stuff that people thought were like even stuff in furniture dies that people thought were safe at the time. And then it comes out that it's super toxic. So of course processes and policies have evolved to adapt to that. And so mm -hmm. when we're in such a, a volatile situation dealing with, with COVID-19, you know, everybody wants to clean and some of that is reaching for, you know, familiar products and stuff that people think is safe. And there's a lot of, like you said, unknown, but um, I know when I worked in a restaurant space, one of the first things we were, my manager at a point to tell is don't mix certain things because it releases a, a toxic gas, right? Like okay. don't do this, don't breathe it in. Um, and actually uh, I take care of our pool. So clean your pool, use chlorine. Um, we have tablets and I think they got damp and I opened it the other day and I was like, oh. <laughs> but you know, there's so many things that we've introduced over time that, um, like dwell time and other things, it has to sit for a while so that those fumes, you know, um, dissolve, like they break down enough that they're, you're not breathing them in, or there's a surface you can actually touch it, it's no longer damp, and um, it's safe for like breathing in or just touch. And I think for everyday people that are clean or for some people are just trying to keep up that it was easy to forget that not everything is people safe too. That's right. That's right. Or even build up on a countertop. We wipe it down. We wipe it down. We have it on our hands. That toxicity of, of that chemical, whatever we're using builds up in time. And so if it's on a food grade surface, if we're touching it, we're just getting more and more of that. And so since we're cleaning more often, right, to keep this going, we just have a, a higher buildup. And so our, our body's uh, resilience is just not that, that, you know, over time is less and lessened. So we, we get more toxicity uh, into the system. And that's really what we are worried about. What is this buildup? What is this spraying this and breathing it? When we're smelling it, we're breathing it in. We're getting into our lungs, right? And so even if we're trying to spray at a distance, if you're smelling that, you're getting that into your, into your lungs. And so that's where we're getting more of that, uh, that buildup, as we are saying. So when we are looking at this, what we were able to, to come across is, and, and this is what's interesting too, is that with the EPA, they had what they called the end list, which is a, what they believed as a emerging pathogen claim, which meant that if it killed the original SARS-CoV-1 virus, or what they believe to be killed as far as a harder to kill virus, quote, it should work on, on 
COVID-19 or SARS-CoV-2. What we found out is that, you know, from what we tested on some of those other products, they just weren't as effective maybe as it could be. But those were actually uh, on the end list. But what a lot of people thought is what was on that list had already been tested on COVID, but it actually, all of them have not. They've been tested on the original SARS, shown to kill that. But if, um, let's just put it this way, we wouldn't shut down the world if, if we could kill everything on surface immediately. So um, we use products that were already in existence, uh, but they are more effective products, we believed. But unfortunately, a lot of those things had not been specifically tested on that virus itself, the SARS-CoV-2 COVID-19 virus. That's why we purchased that and started doing third-party testing on that. We didn't personally do that. Um, you know, you have to have a special lab and environment for that. But we started testing on that and, and came up with a, a product that is safe, effective. Um, it's a natural uh, product and uh, asthma-friendly. Um, interestingly enough, I can do, don't do this with your normal cleaners, but I can do this and I can spray that. So it actually cleaning on surface, what's in air, you know, we don't have to worry about breathing that in. Uh, it can even be diffused uh, in a diffuser. So to help uh, freshen the air as well. So that's what you're able to do, but very effective. Not only did we test it on a, uh, you know, non-porous surface, which is a hard surface. We also tested on cardboard, a porous surface, and also had uh, tremendous um, outcomes with it, 99.9% kill rate. So what's the importance of testing it on the cardboard too? I'm curious. Because uh, a porous surface, it's uh, easier to kill on a porous hard surface because porous. the viral load can't get in, you know, uh, into a, a porous area. So it kind of hides. And so on a, on a cardboard surface, it, it's able to get in there, but we're able to show that it, it can't last in that area. And when the virus first started coming out, we had a lot of different things, how long uh, the virus could last on a surface. And so one of the most important things that we haven't talked about and that a lot of people don't understand or we haven't really gone into is what is that viral load? When what is a viral load means how much virus is on a surface or in air to actually go ahead and transmit. And that's one of the things we really didn't know. And even now we don't really know. Um, and so what we want to do is decrease whatever that is or get rid of it so it, it can't transmit. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I guess, too, even if you can't figure out exactly how much of the virus needs to be present on that surface for it to become transmittable, like, as long as you can decrease the likelihood to a point where you can confidently say it is safe, then you're essentially doing your job, right? And then exactly. adding, yeah. mm -hmm. and then and adding one, of the, one of the things we haven't talked about is that really our bodies are designed to heal, Right. We're designed to injure to repair. Uh, that, that's what we do in our clinic. That's what you do for, and a lot of people might be familiar with this when it comes to uh, doing facials or doing things to skin. We injure the skin to encourage it to repair. And so that, exactly. And so what happens is they do microneedle. We do all these other things, right? Uh, lasers and things of that nature. We injure to repair. Uh, the reason why I say that is our immune systems are designed to injure to repair. If we take everything away from it, guess what? It doesn't, we, we have a, a lessened uh, immune uh, response or function to be able to fight viruses and, and uh, things of that nature, bacteria. So what we wanna do is make sure also that our immune system is, is kept up properly. 
with proper sleep, less stress. Unfortunately, with this type of thing going on, we have less of that, take more vitamins, take, you know, support that natural immune function while lessening the load that we're introduced to. And the beautiful part of this cleaning, what it does, it actually helps with that so that we're able to fight that viral load and, uh, you know, be able to let our immune function do its natural course. All right. It's, I come from my background, just to let you guys know, I started pre-med when I started in college. So I took three chemistry, yeah, three chemistry classes, three chemistry labs. Um, not, you know, an expert by any means, but I'm at least familiar with like the powers that chemicals have. Um, and it's kind of funny thinking back, like we use like hydrochloric acid, you do acid wrenches and stuff of, of your, your beakers and things. But you always did it in the hood and you always did it with stuff like that. But just because you cleaning something, cleaning with it doesn't mean it is still people safe. There's different things you're cleaning for. We were cleaning to make sure that it could react appropriately with what we need to do, that we were having a controlled environment versus um, we weren't cleaning to cook out of that beaker. So, <laughs> um, no, and you're right. And there's some things that HCL, there's some things that are out there right now that are done as a, as a natural product. The problem is their longevity and their kill rate, it, it changes in time. So you can do something and actually, oh, electrostatic sprayer where you're actually ionizing, you know, to, you know there's a lot of things that are popular about that. The problem with that is they lose that very quickly. And so they lose their potency. And so to put it on a shelf or to do anything uh, long-term, you lose that strength that's actually in that product. And so that's one of the things that we also don't talk about. What, uh, what levels they have to be at and how long are, are, is that shelf life on that product uh, so that it's sustainable to actually to kill those bacteria and virus. So when you talk about some of those other things, what we were able to do is actually take, and this is interesting, you talked about chlorine, does it kill? Yes, uh, bleach, it does kill those things. But over time, those accumulate in the body and are not good for us. We're able to come up with a, it's, it's really a, it's a, a mineral oxide that breaks down all into an organic component that actually is safe to breathe and is actually asthma friendly and is actually supporting our respiratory system along with being able to kill uh, the, the virus and bacteria and safe on food grade surface. So I can actually go and take a course if you can breathe it, but you can spray it on a food grade surface. And Zach will tell you a little bit about the schools and what they were doing is they needed something to be able to spray or a restaurant, be able to spray, make sure that they know that virus or that bacteria is killed in that area, but safe for eating on surfaces, yeah. whether it's a fork, utensil, anything touching that, hands touching a table back and forth. Yeah, it's really interesting. We, we met with some of the um, custodial departments here locally uh, in the school districts. And they were all moving away from chemical-based cleaning products to green products. And then when the pandemic started, that went out the window. I mean, they were stockpiling. I mean, they had pallets and pallets of just- Whatever they could get. Products. Yeah, and it was interesting because we, we met with several of them and they all had the same thing. They were actually more concerned about the toxicity of the products they were bringing back in the schools than they were the, the actual virus. Uh, one major concern was in the cafeteria where um, you know, they had to lay down a cleaner, let it sit for 10 minutes, and then come back and clean off the cleaner. And um, so it was very, very um, strenuous for, for the cleaning staff. Uh, they obviously did not enjoy the, 
having to clean twice and and have to smell the fumes and that and that kind of stuff. And so when they saw what we're doing, like okay, we get this. Uh, no, no longer do we have to clean the our tables twice, but we can just clean it once and it's fast. That's the the, the one thing that we set up discovering our testing. And is it's how safe fast. and non-toxic. That's right. And so it's safe enough to spray on 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 food on food prep surfaces. Um, so you know we you know I spray around my fruits and vegetables and, and you know we haven't had any issues with that. And uh, so there's a lot of advantages that we can provide to the schools and cafeterias and restaurants that hasn't been introduced previously. I have noticed because we've had a couple. Um, we've had somebody on from MSU and then we've had somebody on from the Salt Lake School System. Um, that more of these school systems, like you said, are moving to safer chemicals. They're moving away from the harsher ones, especially like elementary schools and these schools that have kids out on playgrounds or surfaces. And we all know even like, I, I, I am not even going to leave teenagers out of it because they were eating Tide Pods and stuff. So at this point, if they can put it in their mouth or touch it with their tongue, they're probably going to, at least some of those right. kids. So like, you have to assume everything can be eaten Everything, off of. yes, crayons, If whatever. kids will eat their uh, Elmer's paste, they're going to they're gonna try something else. That's right. Oh yeah, you know they've licked the playground. You know they yeah. have, so. Yeah, yeah I, uh, I have a five-year-old little boy. I mean, he gets in the dirt and he goes to town. That's a, one of his favorite snacks, just. Well, my sister, uh, she's seven. She was looking at the wash machine. And I come back to like, it goes off and I come back to move the laundry and literally slobber all over. I'm like, you were looking at, no, I wasn't. Yes, yes, you were. <laughs> she was sitting there licking a circle as she was staring down at it. And I'm like, oh my gosh, child. Um, so they, they literally will eat everything. And I've noticed for like in the school systems or even anywhere that you go, that kids or people might interact with making it safe enough that People can leave their food on it or do stuff like that. Um, the kids can lick it because there's only so much parenting that can be done 24-7 that that's usually important. And then the flip side is that your team members are safe when they're using it. It's like you said, if they're spraying this stuff constantly, even with a mask, they're going to, I mean, it, obviously if they can smell it, you said they're breathing it in. So if something's getting past the mask. If I had a, if I had a mask, I'd do it. But I mean, we even sprayed this onto a mask. If I had a mask, I don't wear a mask, whatever at the moment. So anyway, long story short, but I would spray my mask. You know what I mean? Just to kill the bacteria and virus that's in there. Because when we think about that, how often did people, you know, really, or how often are they still, if changing. they're wearing a mask, changing out their mask? I see them hanging from rear view mirrors. By the way, when you already know this, when you uh, want to culture bacteria or virus, you give it a, you know, you give it a little bit of warmth, a little bit of love with some moisture. moisture. And guess what happens? You build up more bacteria and virus. One of the things that was happening that we didn't talk about that we know was happening in the medical community was actually having more respiratory illnesses uh, that were happening, strep throat. These other things that were happening as far as other uh, you know, breathing problems that were that were going on because we kept bacteria. We're trying to get it out of the body. We were trapping that, breathing it back and forth. So we had a lot more of these things that were happening. Um, uh, you know, bronchitis, things like this. We didn't really talk about. All we talked about was COVID. And so all the people that are going and getting tested that thought they were sick, what did they have if they're having a respiratory illness? A lot of those things, possibly, I don't want to say as far as that, but could have been because of we're actually not, you know, 
expelling what we needed to and trapping that and creating more of this bacteria that we're breathing in on a constant basis. So as we think about that, there's only about 10% of those people that were testing positive for COVID. What did they have then at the time? So interesting to think about that. So one of the things we wanna do is make sure that if you are wearing a mask, you're gonna be continuing to wear a mask wherever you might be, make sure you keep it clean. One of the great ways to do that is to spray it the, with our product. But one of the things that's really important is, as we talk about these other cleaners, what cleaners have actually been tested on the actual virus? And there's not many. And we're one of the ones that have gone to that great extent to actually test on it. So that's one of the things. Do you have a product that's being tested? So is it safe? Is it effective? And you know, can it be used uh, as far as an ongoing basis without a buildup of toxicity? I'm really curious, why aren't more of these companies actually testing it on SARS-CoV-2? I would like to know the same question. I think I know that answer um, because uh, it's the first thing that we went and did as a company. Um, unfortunately, at the time, we couldn't jump onto an endless because we were using a product that um, hadn't already been, in order to get onto the endless, you already had to be an approved product uh, or approved ingredient. Otherwise you have to go through the whole system to try and, and, and show a proof of, of product and everything else. So where everyone else had done the other testing on, on other products or other viruses, bacteria, we went to the holy grail. Well, we wanna knock out COVID, right? I want to know, is it affected on COVID? So we actually went and did the reverse. We went and tested on the virus itself, found a product that actually killed the virus, very effective on it, but we hadn't done the other things prior to it. So the assumption was, is that if it kills here, it should kill COVID. We're like, we want to know what kills COVID. So our assumption is backwards. If it kills COVID, it should kill the other, but it doesn't really work that way. So we do have an EPA registered uh, product um, that's, uh, you know, as a uh, food grade pesticide, things of that nature that are actually very safe and effective that's been tested on the virus. We're waiting um, and we've done submission onto the, the part to be approved onto the endless. So we kind of had to work backwards. So, but uh, that's what we had to do in order to really bring this to fruition. So it's a lot of things. I mean, the EBA is there to, you know, really help people and, and, and to be effective and to make sure that it, most things are, are, are taken care of and are it's tested safe. properly and safe. It's just that it's part of what you have to do in order to go through your testing. But that's why we jump right to the end. And we're, that's why we ask, again, why don't others do it? And why don't they show their, their outcomes? And they should. Mm -hmm. Not just assume, but actually show that they do. So how can um, a company or a school make sure that they're using products that have been tested? That, okay, we know they're safe from dot, 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 dot. How can we ensure that they're people safe and that we are actually killing the virus as it stands right now? Um, excellent question, because there's some tricky language that's out there that, that people kind of hide behind where it says, you know, tested on, on, uh, you know, on, on COVID, on SARS. Uh, and so they don't talk about whether that's one or two. Uh, these are all different. Uh, they're kind of all related into the SARS family. And so a lot of these uh, different viruses. And so they say kills that. And so they say, or approved for COVID, they automatically, as a consumer, we think, oh, it kills COVID. It's approved for COVID, it must kill it. And the answer is not all of them have, that have been approved on the end list been tested actually on the virus. We assume that it does, right? The assumption is if it kills the old 
or harder to kill virus and should kill COVID. And so what's there is not tested always on it. It's assumed to kill, but approved for use. That's the hard part. And that's the message that we try to get out. There are some companies that have, have tested on the virus, but the, the majority have not on the specific, uh, on the specific virus, um, rather than a, a surrogate virus or something of that nature of it. Okay. I'm curious too, do you know what else that your cleaner is tested to be effective on as far as like other viruses and things that could be found on surfaces? So it actually, um, with our, with the EP registration, it, it, it's shown to kill 99% of all viruses and bacteria. Well, there, there's specific viruses that are tested on. That's right. But uh, we're also going through our, uh, our EPA uh, portion right now as far as to be approved on the endless with, with other things. So it can be used as a pesticide, a food grade pesticide. Um, so it kills uh, many different types of viruses safe for food grade. Mm -hmm. That's the most important thing uh, when it comes to that. But uh, we're expanding that. And if, if you're familiar with the EPA, there's an expansion. And so little tests have to be done and submitted. And we're in the process of that. And we're hoping that uh, that's going to be done by June, um, that we're going to have, uh, you know, the end list. That, that's our hope for what we submitted. Well, that's exciting to, to be going through that process, I'm sure, right now. But um, so I assume then that post-COVID, once things have calmed down and people don't need um, to just be looking well, I guess they, they need to be looking at everything else, but when people aren't so focused on this virus and they're focused on just making sure that their surfaces are safe, this is a cleaner that they can continue to use. That's right. You know, it's interesting. Um, my wife, um, you know, we've developed a lot of products and sometimes she's not a fan of everything <laughs> that we do just because it takes so much time. But anyway, we, I brought home just uh, actually one of these and then she's just started using it. And I just noticed it was empty. I'm like, what happened? She's like, well, I've been using this. This, this stuff is great. So she cleans everything with it. So our, our kitchen, like our, our, our countertop, she just loves how it's just, you, you know, smells fresh. Uh, you know, she doesn't get the fumes that she was getting or, you know, the toxic, you know, the bleaches and that kind of stuff that, that she's and the using alcohols. for. And the alcohols. <laughs> and then interestingly enough, um, so the, the mineral oxide that we use, it, it, again, it's just, it's concentrated oxygen. So if you think of ozone, ozone is used quite a bit for, for smells and smoke, you know, smoking mm -hmm. rooms and that kind of stuff. And so it's been also a great bathroom cleaner. It deodorizes and, and that kind of stuff. So we have, um, you know, a lot of different uses that we weren't anticipating. And then uh, again, going back to the school districts, they, they are looking and I think everyone across the board is looking for more green and safe products. And so that, that's what we were excited about. Um, one, we we're excited that the test came back so well against COVID, but long-term, you know, COVID's not going to be here for forever, at least the, the, it'll be around, but it's, it, yeah, not, get... not to the extent where we, you know, we're seen on the news every day and, and that kind of thing. And so the long-term applications of, of having a safe, green, fast, effective, uh, surface cleaner. And, um, you know, it's, it's, it's an exciting, it's an exciting product. If you think about it, we, we've gotten uh, accustomed to actually doing more cleaning than we used to. And so we'll be continuing to clean, maybe not as thoroughly, uh, but on a regular basis more and more. Um, and that's why it's so important to, you know, that toxicity builds up in time. So it's very important to have that, that uh, you know, cleaner, um, no matter what it is. But one of the things as we, as we talk about this and what Zach's talking about, the strength of the product is that it's organic 
but actually at the same time, very strong. In fact, of what it does and, and how it can kill those virus and bacteria. It's actually going in, as you said, ozone therapy uh, and ozone goes out and kills a lot of things. We talk about um, uh, hydrogen peroxide. Uh, it goes in, in, and kills and does that with, with ozone, but it, you can only get to a certain level and then it becomes toxic. Uh, you know, you talk about chlorine, you talk about bleach, you talk about these others. Uh, what it's able to do is steal and, and break down the outer membrane of the viruses to at a point that it just can't survive and collapses on itself. And we're able to actually go and effectively go and, and eradicate that without having a problem. So, but at the same time, um, if you're breathing, it's not killing the bad uh, the bacteria in your body, the good bacteria in your body. It's not creating any problems as you're breathing it or doing those things. So it's very safe and very effective. When we talk about perfume in the air, and I don't want to bring up other companies, but they say clean your air. And all we're doing is spraying perfume into the air or oils, uh, essential oils into the air to do that. Our lungs aren't designed to take in oils. And so one of the things that's very important, what I do all the time is, in, in my home, in our office, we'll be diffusing that product uh, into the air. And then we'll also just be, you know, I'll, I'll spray down the air inside uh, where we're at in the home or around. And what's great about that is actually, it will actually not only freshen the air, but we know what it does in surface. And this is a uh, transmitted through air. If we can do something to keep that air as, as clean as possible, I'm not making a claim on anything that way, but we know that it's clean on the surface. It's going to be helping in the air. We also have some friends that are in the restaurant space. And oddly enough, uh, they use it to help break down grease. So they get the grease spilled out. It's a great grease. We, that's one thing we were, you know, some of the feedback we get is, is fun to hear because we weren't anticipating. We tested for one thing and then we hear, hey, it's working great for this. It's unlike anything we've used before. So uh, we, we love hearing that kind of feedback. Wow. That's really cool. So how many, you know, I've talked to, we have a lot of people in the, the school spaces right now. And then of course, with more people drifting back to offices, um, how many schools would you say, do you think you have your product in right now? Cause I know you've talked about working with them. That's a great question. And this is where, uh, education has been, uh, really important. And we've, we've gone to a great extent on the education uh, purposes. Uh, one of the biggest reasons why we've been trying, even though we're EPA approved uh, product, um, do you have the, the chart? Mm -hmm. uh, can you grab that chart with comparison chart? Uh, not a lot of schools. And let me ex explain why. Uh, because in order, they came out and said, use products that are on the end list because they're approved for the end list. The problem is we're not an end list approved product as of yet but we're actually one of the ones or one of the only few that have been tested on the virus itself. As much as they want to use it, the problem is, is that to protect themselves, as far as it, we have to use an approved product because that's what we've been told, use an approved product, uh, which is only uh, endless products. And so there is a um, discord there because of you know what they have to do for insurance purposes for, you know, showing that they're effective and using approved products. And that's really the hard part that we have in educating for what's approved product versus what's actually been tested on COVID. And that, that's our, one of our frustrating points. 
Yeah. And you understand their side too, because there's the side of, of when you're running a school to. system, they have, yeah. Yeah. yeah, you yeah. have so to kind of. A lot of businesses do as well. So mm -hmm. interestingly enough, uh, we have uh, a lot of places that will use the other product, but then really use our product to make sure that it, it, it's really done. So, um, and, and unfortunately, that's just kind of the world that we live in right now with what we've been told and what uh, some of those regulations are. So we try to play within, and we do play within those guidelines, but as soon as we go on to the end list, that, that's really going to open up uh, for us and for others that are using it, uh, you know, to, to really be there. Does mm -hmm. that make sense? So yeah, no, it definitely. Right away now, but for those that have to use a product that's endless uh, approved, that's kind of the disconnect at the moment until we have that done. Mm -hmm. No, I've been in HR as well. You have to do some stuff to protect yourself so that if something does occur, you can say, I've done as much as I could, you know? Correct. When products that were suggested or, you know, that, that yeah. are approved for use. Yeah. It, it just, that liability side of it is a huge thing, especially with schools. You know, there's a lot more that are back in person, but for a while, like my sister, her school didn't come back until March or April full time. They were literally out an entire year just because they didn't want to take any chances with students. And so the only time they would come back in was for testing and assessments and they would do it in really small one-on-one -on -one sessions. So Yes. In fact, uh, my daughter going to school would always uh, bring her spray. So this is our on-the-go spray. So she'd always take it and spray her mask and then also, you know, breathe it in as well, you know, and, and spray, you know, uh, for that. But uh, interestingly enough, she became the, the popular gal with her spray because she'd be spraying everybody's mask and their desks and, and everything. And so um, it, it, was, it was kind of fun. But they call it jacuzzi water because it, it's not it, – it, it's like Zach was talking about. It, it, it talks, it's very fresh. It smells mm -hmm. very good. There is no perfume. It's its own natural smell. Uh, it's not a bleach. It's not a, it's actually a, a mineral oxide, but that mineral oxide has that familiar smell of like what you're talking about, a pool or a jacuzzi. Um, the mineral and so, side of it, right? Yes, the mineral side. So people go, oh my gosh, you're just spraying chlorine. You're just spraying bleach. Well, we wouldn't do that with a normal, as you already know, with your pool, uh, do that. But I, I don't know if you can see this or not, but as we're 100% organic, but when you look at how, uh, this is actually the rate of, if you can see this as far as um, potency of oxidate, oxidative stress or oxidators, that's what we're trying to do is give that virus oxidative stress so it breaks down, it can't survive, it collapses, uh, you know, and, and it's gone. Um, so if you look at it, it's ours is the closest thing to actually fluorine. And it's natural and safe. So if you look at all these others that are there, it's amazing the strength and power, yet we can actually be natural and we can actually be uh, you know, organic and, and safe, but effective. Mm -hmm. And that's what we want to do in the medical community is, is really educate and bring that to the forefront of people that there is something out there that is safe and effective and can actually last in a bottle longer than a few hours. Yeah. So some of those things that are out there, they try to, uh, and this is the other thing is we look at, um, well, electrostatic sprayers or things that, that created uh, an ionization to try and steal millions of electrons at one time to, to actually rob and, and, and break down a, a virus. Um, you know, so there's other things that are out there like that, but the problem is they lose that capability very quickly. 
So I'm not pointing out anybody, but if people know the, of those things, that's what they're trying to do. Sometimes it can be effective, but those things really haven't been tested on the virus itself. Mm, I've heard of people spraying, I think, playgrounds and stuff with like that, and they'll go out and they'll spray one or two times a day as like mm -hmm. a, a, an attempt to clean like a wide surface as best as possible. So. Yes. You can use our products in an electrostatic sprayer, in a sprayer, or in a fogger um, very effectively uh, because it, it doesn't uh, change uh, the, what we're doing with the, with the product. So, so hopefully that, that helps a little bit more as far as what we've done, where we've been. Um, we, we were super excited when we came out with this. I'm like, oh my gosh, this is it. Everyone's going to rush to it. But without being on the end list, we really couldn't say a lot or really push a lot. Um, not only that, this is so safe that we actually have it in uh, another product that this is our, uh, as a water-based product for our immune support. So that's how safe and effective it, it can be or, or used as a supplement as well. It actually um, meets the NF60 standard, for, standard for purification of water. So essentially it's a mineralized purified water. So at least you do know that we're getting approved. You're getting approved so that people can say that you fight the virus and they can be confident you're on the endless. Um, and then, but as far as just an everyday cleaner, you already have the support to show that it's effective and it's safe, which is great. Absolutely. So you can use that at cleaner. We just can't say it's on the end list and, and what it does. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we can say it's been tested, but you know, and, and until that time, but uh, at least people are aware of it, been using it and people have been using it and absolutely loving it. And um, it, it's just been super excited to do something that we know it is really going to support our natural immune system and is non-toxic for the environment and for our bodies. And, and that's, what's been so exciting. And uh, as you, as you know, there's some things that have been happening and as chlorine with pool, there's some chlorine shortages that they're talking about coming out and some other things of that nature and, and some other things with cleaning and other products. A uh, beautiful thing is a mineral oxide. We're okay. We, we have that capability to, to continue with that, but most importantly, it's safe. It, it's non-toxic and um, it's effective. Those are really, that's why we call it easy, safer surface. We, uh, some of our business, we work with a lot of pharmacies and I had one of our pharmacist clients uh, reach out to us. She read an article in one of their publications showing that, that there's just been a huge increase of cases with, with people with asthma. And she, she immediately got it because she, she put this on her shelves. Uh, she was promoted to a lot of her, you know, patients that are coming up for just, you know, it's not every day where you get pharmacists promoting surface cleaners, but she caught on it really quick. And then when she read this publication, she, she understood qu qu quickly um, the value that we can bring to people, especially, you know, there's 60, 60 million um, people in the United States that have asthma and that, you know, they're limited on what they can use to, to clean without exacerbating the, the symptoms of, of, of asthma. So we're really excited about that. We, you know, there's a lot of people with allergies and asthma and all that kind of stuff. So we, we feel like this is a solution even for just those people um, to, to have a safe cleaner that, you know, they can get all they breathe within the home or, right. they, or the other environments. But, you know, you're talking about a lot of people that are cleaning and doing that. But as you can see, when I spray this, and I, I don't know if you can see this on, on air, but when I get that, that spray and that mist, when we're actually going with the cleaner and we're spraying one of those cleaners, and if you look at it, a lot of those cleaners will say, you know, 
either use uh, PPE equipment or uh, you have to let it sit on a surface for a certain length of time. Mm -hmm. um, when we look at using, and I'm not picking on anybody, but you're looking at a wipe that goes on on a table. If you actually read, it has to stay wet on surface for a certain period of time. If you actually have one of those cloths and you, you've tried using them, there's not enough wetness and dampness in that to actually keep a surface wet enough, long enough to really do its effective job, which is about 60 minutes to two minutes on surface. Does that make sense? So sometimes we're cleaning thinking we're being effective because we're doing what we think, but it's not within the parameters of what we're being told or what's on the instructions uh, to actually do that. And so very important as well. Here we can spray, we can wipe down or we can spray and just let it sit and it's gonna be effective. In fact, we actually, um, that was part of the protocols in the testing that we, we did. We had a protocol where we actually wiped the surface after applying the, the product. And then we did a protocol where we just let it air dry. There was no difference. Uh, yeah, statistically, no statistically, no difference, 99.99%. So again, you know, being in the medical space, we were, we work with, like, like I said, pharmacies and, and physical therapy clinics, uh, the physical therapists, they need to reuse their equipment quickly, you know, because they have a lot of patients come in, they can't wait 15 to 20 minutes to clean down an area. So the speed of what we can do to, to clean an area uh, greatly improves, you know, turnover as far as patients and, and restaurants and, and medical clinics and all, and all that kind of stuff. So we're really excited about the, the speed and the efficacy of what, what we can bring it up to, to, all, to all these folks. Mm. Well, that's the big thing right now is I think more and more businesses are becoming aware of the impact of their products that they're choosing on their their employees and their team members. So not just are we doing a good job um, and the dwell time as far as it concerns is, can we get the surface cleaned and then can it set enough that by the time somebody walks through, it's it's actually done its job, right? Or do we have like constant traffic? Do we have to have something that is immediately dry, which is something that a large, you know, if you're cleaning a lobby area and it's of a space that's open 24 hours, obviously like, you can't just clean in the evening and be done. You have to, you have to do it while people are walking through, which means it has to be immediately safe. Mm -hmm. So, you know, depending on what you're cleaning, people have said, okay, well, I can clean at night, which means if it's not, nobody's in the building, I just have to worry about my employees. And now it's coming back more to the team members when they're using it. Is it safe? Do they have to wear a mask? And um, what kind of equipment do they need gloves and stuff like that? How is it impacting them? And then the effectiveness of how long is the employee scrubbing to get stuff up? Um, how, what kind of equipment can you use to take the burden, like the physical burden off? Because being a cleaner is not an easy job. You know, you may be able to train the skill set with relative ease, like there's not as much technical expertise to transfer. But as far as the day-to-day -day job is extremely demanding and tiresome, and it wears down a your team members so it does it, may, it reminds me of going to all these box stores and they have all you know the huge lines of, of shopping carts and you have one of the team members having to spray down and wipe down every single shopping cart cart I, I i always imagine just being able to spray our product mm -hmm. and instantly just cleaning all those shopping carts within just a few minutes and not having to worry that the, uh, you know. the other thing too is that um uh, do you have your phone by you uh you know 
well, I'll, I'll go and I'll use this. And so I'll just take this and you don't have to do it, but we just kind of spray it, mist it. It'll kill, you know, what's, what's on that phone as well. Uh, laptop, you know, just like what we're doing right there on, under my iPad there and just let it dry. One of the things that we don't think about, which is, you know, when we're using a rag, we're taking, this is where it comes, the, my medical part is like, we're taking a rag and we're taking that same rag and we're doing one counter, right? We don't know where COVID is or we don't know where the viral load is. And we're taking that and we're actually, if we're not killing it, we're moving it around from surface to surface because we're not really changing it medically. I change my, your doctors will change their glove after each, each treatment, each procedure, right? Same thing with mask. The room's clean, next one comes in. We don't, we now take those plastic gloves and we go from surface to surface, surface to surface, and we could be spreading it more than we could be helping it possibly, right? So it's important. The other thing too is, and that's why it's nice to be able to spray, know you're killing it and just let it do its job on the surface. And then if you wanna you know, wipe, cause it, it, it's, it's dead. But the other thing, when we're looking at all these plexiglass things that are, are there, uh, you go and I'm right here talking to someone as I'm buying my groceries and guess what? That's never wiped down. <laughs> I'm, I'm right here plexiglass to everybody that goes. I, I go to uh, you know do use my debit card because we want to go cashless. I'm still punching in my numbers. When was the last time that they actually sprayed between each one of those transmission? You know we uh, adjust our masks. And so when we look at it, there's almost no way that we can really get rid of everything. But if we can get it down to the point that it just can't be passed on or it's effective um, on that, and uh, there's no real product that's that's there that can stay on a surface, you have to, like you said, you have to continually make sure that that surface is being cleaned and that it's, you know, whatever viral load that may be there just can't spread as easily. And uh, same thing we think about when you're you're standing above your um, your, well, at the grocery store. We're looking at our fruits and vegetables. We're picking them up with our hands. We're breathing by there. Uh, the misters, this is actually food grade. We have some places that want to do it and they put it in their systems because guess what? As they miss their fruits and vegetables, uh, it's actually helping kill virus or bacteria on that, on that area. So there's some great things that this can be used for. Same thing at home. You can spray down your vegetables, you know, when you're washing or doing whatever and just kind of get rid of those in it because it's safe for a, uh, a food wash. Yeah. I, when you picked up his phone, it made me laugh because that was something somebody mentioned to me. You like pick up your phone constantly and put it down constantly. You don't pay attention. You don't even think about it no, most of the time. No, even your so, mask. <laughs> you, yeah, your mask. And you know, we're a little more conscious about cleaning the mask if we're actually following through with it. But then like you wash your hands and you do all this stuff and then you pick up your phone, which hasn't been cleaned and it's right back on your hands. And right. like, you don't even think about it. And that's the other thing is how many things like your pens and stuff are you interacting with that aren't cleaned and you got the virus on your hand or something's on, you know, on your hand, that's not great. You don't want that in your body. You touch your pen, you get it all over your pen, put your pen down, go wash your hands. You're good. Come back and interact with the non-sanitized you know. surface. Yeah. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah. So then you've essentially negated what you did before. So it's, it's very interesting because yeah, phone, our mask, which we, we sometimes like, we just put them down in spaces. We don't pay attention. Uh, my dad's great about every time my sister comes home from school, the mask gets washed. She doesn't wear the same mask two days in a row. Um, 
But if she had her way, she'd wear the shark mask every day. She thinks it's the best thing right. in the world. My, da- my daughter's a, dan- a dancer, so they have to wear the mask into the competitions. But when they go on stage, they have to take out the mask. And there's some places where when the dancers go on the stage, they just leave their mask on the floor. And when they come back, they're putting back on. And so hopefully they're not wearing nondescript black spots, <laughs> but you can. Our, my cousin, she's a ballerina. She's done a lot of production. So she just did one and they have to wear them on um, the entire time. It's fun seeing who actually matched their mask and who didn't. Um, but like they have to wear them the entire time, even for like practices and stuff like that. Um, but especially when they're on stage and they're in front of everybody too, just to, there's a much larger group, but yeah, no. You think about like how many times do they take off their mask when they're doing costume changes and when there's not an adult in the room to make sure, or they're just tired of having it on and they just set it down places. So. Exactly. (laughs) It it is kind of funny when you look, when you think about that, you you know, we we think about, uh, I think about going rock climbing. You know what I mean? And uh, these places where you can go and rock climb. And I think about all the things that, that uh, now with COVID, it's like, man, everything I touch, you, you almost look at someone and go, man, you're, I, you look kind of COVID-y today. You know what I mean? And so we, we kind of stray away. And uh, one of the beautiful things about what we've, what we've done is you can have a level of confidence knowing that you're using something that has been tested, that, that's non-toxic. Um, good, for, you know, not harmful to the environment or, or to you or your skin. And yet, uh, you know, you can go about your daily task and everything else, knowing that you've done as much as you can, uh, you know, cleaning wise to be able to be as safe a- as we can in this environment and to continue, right? We'll have other viruses that come up. There's other things that's happened. We've got the bird flu. We've got, you know, all these things that, that happen, swine flu and all these things that, that come up. And we're going to have more. So the important part is that we use cleaners that are safe, effective, non-toxic, and uh, that, that's going to give our bodies its natural function to be able to do it and, and fight, you know, through our immune system naturally w- without uh, breaking that down. And that's, that's what toxic things do is they, they break down our, unfortunately, our immune system, making us more susceptible. So that, that's what we've been so excited about. And that's what we really jumped in and did where others hadn't. Um, because we just believe in that and, uh, really in, in good, uh, well, just good, good overall health. And, uh, one of those is making sure our surfaces are clean and that, uh, we're breathing non-toxic uh, chemicals into the body. So, yeah. Another thing too, is travel to travels now completely changed. Um, we love to carry around these, these one ounce bottles just here internally in the office. I, I have this new habit where I just spray my face. But if you think about going in, onto an airplane, you're, you're in a condensed area. Um, you can completely spray it on your, your, your tray table, your, your little area, and you, and you know you can travel safely without you know, having to worry about what the next person next, next to you is breathing towards you. So, you know, there's a lot of great things that we can do with this product that, we, that, we're, that we're excited about. Not just COVID. COVID was, you know, that was monumental for us, but the applications of the future, I think there's, there's, a, there's a lot of them. Mm-hmm. It created an opportunity for you to push and think outside the box, but ultimately you created that long lasting product. So. Right. Yes. <laughs> and then the other thing too, is in the future, we're probably going to, as more companies and schools and everybody else starts to shift 
it's focused to products that are better for its employees, you're probably going to start to see things around it shift. Like what is approved is probably going to get stricter that the organic safer products are going to become more the norm. And so, you know, these, these ones that having to have your employees fully suit up and protective gear when they're cleaning a restroom I mean, they probably still don't want to touch things when they're in there, but, um, you know, that wearing gloves is a choice and not necessity um, would be kind of nice or, or things like that, that after COVID they can go clean. I don't want to say it, like after COVID, like it's going to magically disappear because it existed before too. But, you know, once things are safe enough that people don't have to wear masks or be as cautious and that we can return to whatever normal is going to look like that they can choose to wear the mask or not when they go clean, you know, they're not, they can move on truly. So. Yes, absolutely. And sometimes you want to wear a mask when you're doing some cleaning, you know, it's, and so, yeah. I was going to say, I've heard people say, oh, even after COVID, I'm keeping the mask. I, I don't want people's stuff. <laughs> I don't, I don't want what they got. I'm good. Well, with you, my mask. you know, what's interesting is, um, you know, we talk about hand sanitizers and things of this nature and, uh, as Zach was talking about his son loving to play in the dirt and do things in the dirt, you know, as a younger kid, I mean, that was it. Go play out, you know, just, just go get dirty. And then we started getting into a lot of more of the sanitization and what we found and what was found, you can look at studies, uh, that, that children that used a lot of hand sanitizers that, that did, uh, you know, that mothers, and I, I don't mean this in a mean way, but in a loving way, they're like, I'm just going to protect them from everything. Right. Well, their immune systems were actually much, uh, much weaker because they weren't ever exercised. So think of it like this way. If we don't exercise, we don't build up strong muscles. We get that. Go to the gym. I exercise because I, I want to keep those muscles. Injury repair, injury repair, right? It gives us strength. When it comes to our immune systems, when we sanitize overly, you know what I mean, to the point that we're so worried that our immune systems now are depleted. And, and they're, they're not functioning to their highest level. So smaller little things that would never really bother us are, are gonna become more of a problem. So it's important that we, we clean and sanitize good, but that we're not over paranoid to the point of we, we really damage our bodies and our immune systems uh, to function properly. And uh, we need uh, regular bacteria, virus that, that exists everywhere. We're never gonna get rid of all that. But to get rid of the bad stuff so our bodies can do its natural function, that's really what we're all about. And that's what, what uh, we believe. And that's why we, we really push this so hard um, to, do, to do this. And it, it came at a, a great uh, expense and a great um, learning curve uh, with uh, regulation and everything else. And then to get the education out to individuals. So we appreciate you doing your podcast and your listeners uh, to, you know, to have gone through all this and, and hopefully they've learned a little something along the way uh, about cleaners or what they can do to clean better or uh, just, you know, get back to their, like you said, normal. And so um, I don't think we have to have a new normal. I think we can just uh, ha have normal. So uh, we keep saying new normal, but uh, I, I think cleaning has always been normal, always will be normal. Uh, but uh, I, I think doing it in a healthy uh, way is, is, is the new normal. <laughs> hopefully i think the the new normal that we want is for the people who didn't wash their hands at airport bathrooms before to start washing their hands because i think we've all seen them uh, i'm sorry i want to exit a men's restroom and go he never washed his hands 
<laughs> we had right before I had a training development class um, that I was taking right when COVID hit. So we were in person when people were starting to hear whispers of this um, overseas and somebody, my teacher had traveled and she said, you know, they're talking about this virus thing. We're talking about flu seasons coming blah, blah, blah. And she's like, I was just the bathroom at the airport on my way back. And I was washing my hands and not one, but two different women walked past her, walked right past the sink and walked out. And um, she's like, I was a little bit horrified. It is. It, it is. It is horrifying. And all people will catch that. <laughs> I've seen the same yes. way too many times. Yeah. My, my younger sister's gotten better. She's a child though. And you know, they're always just like ready to go back and play. And I'm like, Mm-mm. and you'll be like, let me see your hands. And she's nope. like, I gotta go wash them. <laughs> I know it. Oh, that's too funny. But yeah. Um, when you see grown people doing it, you're just hoping that the new normal is that they actually start washing their hands <laughs> and maybe that they wear a mask continuously because obviously they're uh, doing things about differently that. over in their land. Yeah. Yeah. So um, hopefully the new normal is more people get on board with the cleaning idea of things. And I grew up when I was a kid, like we didn't have a lot. So dirt and everything else was our best friend. And then in high school, I, um, I was adopted. I met my parents and my parents are very clean people. Everything's orderly. And, uh, I discovered what allergies were for the first time. And I was like, <laughs> like, I'm sorry, I decline. <laughs> Oh my, that's so true. Yeah. So there is a such thing as like too clean and that the regards that our immune system still has to uh, work to develop itself so that when flu season comes around, um, you can still enjoy your life. That's right. I used to get sick, be down for a day and back up. And I would, if it happened, if I got sick once a year, that was more than normal. And now like if I get sick, it'll linger and last. And I'm just like, my parents will be like, take medicine. I'm like, no, I am teaching myself to get strong. <laughs> I only take it for headaches and stuff. And if I absolutely have to, otherwise I try to fight it off. If it's a little tiny, like whatever, I'll try to fight it off myself. I'm like, my body needs to learn to do better again. Well, it's interesting because as we talk about things, uh, uh, our bodies, uh, when we get ill, you know, we have a temperature. And uh, the first thing that we want to do is actually knock down the temperature, but it's our body's natural immune response to go and fight right and so what we do is uh, we want to interfere with our body's natural function to to fight uh, that by by dropping that i mean there there is a level that isn't important that that's okay and then there's there's one that that's too high right but mm-hmm. as soon as we, oh you got a temperature well that's your body's natural immune response to fight right and so um we need to let our bodies do its job to a certain extent but yes uh, yeah, we have to support it, but at the same time, let it do its function too. Mm-hmm. To a certain it's point. like s- swelling too, right? That's your body's sending cells to correct that area, but too much mm-hmm. swelling is a bad thing. That's right. That's or, right. or, uh, you know, acute, you know, where it was just happening, but y- you want it so that it, it's not a long-term swelling. You know what I mean? So you get a, a, an acute or a quick swelling for things to come in and start to come in and heal. But if it's a, a long-term chronic, chronic, then, then that's problematic. Right. So Swelling in one way is good and in another way it's bad. So mm-hmm. just part of our natural body's function. Very interesting. But again, what we're doing as far as it's just like food and other things that you're taking into your body, the things that we're using to clean, we're also taking into our body, whether it's through surface contact or actually breathing it in when we smell it. So 
this is a, a good opportunity for people to be more conscious about what they're using and to make sure they're doing the best they can to protect their employees and themselves. Absolutely. We, all, exactly uh, we both have daughters that his daughter is a gymnast. My daughters are uh, dancers. And one of the uh, gymnastics studios that we went to, um, they're having a really big issue with ammonia that they're using. Uh, surprisingly, there's a lot of people that have an ammonia allergy. So they actually had this particular guy that owned the, this particular uh, uh, gymnastics or tumbling studio. She had to ask all, you know, all the, all the students, hey, do you have an allergy to this particular ammonia? So, yeah, that's, you got to be really careful out there because you just don't know what people are allergic to, you know, the, you know, all the People don't know what they're allergic to. I mean, no, I've had. I've had some interesting reactions, like half my face swelling up or sagging or something. Never figured out what it was. Never did. But obviously I reacted to something. Um, so some people, like they have no idea if they're allergic until they find out the hard way. So, mm-hmm. and even then they're lucky if they figure out and all of the things that they were exposed to what it was. Cause I still have no idea. <laughs> I was just it's like, hard. I'm never going we're out again. So much. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Exactly. I was just dead set on like, nobody has seen my face. I am not going anywhere. You can start paying my funeral. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's over for me. And my dad's like, You're so... <laughs> he was done with me. Um, but yeah. So, all right. Well, I think this is a great place to start to wrap up our episode. Is there anything that you would like to leave our listeners with? Any thoughts or pieces of information? Uh, really is, you know, if you can, well, look for a cleaner that's actually been uh, tested on the virus specifically. Um, even if it's enlisted, it should be tested on the virus so you know what it's doing. Use a, a, a safe, uh, non-toxic cleaner if at all possible. Um, you know, those are things that, that really uh, I want people to look for um, and just be as, as safe as possible. Um, I encourage people, if you want something that's non-toxic, that's uh, organic, but very effective, um, that's been proven. Our product is fantastic. Um, I suggest you use it on surfaces, uh, spraying it, like you said, on your phones, things that you're using, uh, you know, and, and also, you know, uh, on surface and in air. So uh, stay as safe as you can and just know that things are going to be around and we appreciate taking the time and hopefully they, they caught a little bit on this education. Um, so uh, we appreciate your time and, and, uh, and your listeners time. And then we also have our website, easysafersurface.com. So uh, your listeners want to learn more about what we're doing. And we're, we're always, you know, even though we've done research in the past, we, there's a lot more that we want to study and research with the things that we're doing spe- specifically with this product. So uh, if they want to kind of follow our story, they, they can go there and learn more. Yep. Even our immune support, we have immune support products as well. So we're in that kind of health and wellness area, supplemental area. So we have, uh, you know, we talked about this product, but we have uh, quite a few products that have been tested uh, in different areas. So we're super excited. And, and our mission is to go out and just help people be as healthy as possible and just have that, you know, fun, normal life that they have. So yeah. clean with confidence. That's what we like to say. That is a good way to end that clean with confidence. We'll provide any updates we're recording right here at the end of May. So if anything comes up, if we make the end list before this episode goes live, we're going to be sure to let you know. And then also we're going to write a whole blog post and provide all of the information that we can around what they're doing and the easy, safer surface product. So thank you.